Welcome to the Somos Church Podcast. We are so glad you're listening. This is Sergio and Beatrice, and we're the pastors here at Somos Church. We hope you feel encouraged, challenged, and inspired today. We love you. Enjoy the message. And amen. Hey, welcome to Somos. I am so glad that you are here today. Aren't you glad that you made it to church? Yeah? Can you look to someone next to you and tell them, you look good today? You look good today. I was just checking who was going to lie, okay? Just checking who was... <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm really glad uh, that you're here today. Uh, I believe with all of my heart that today is your day. Can you, can you believe that, receive that? Like, today is my day. I believe that today is the day that God can do something beautiful and powerful in your life. I believe that you, you're here not by accident or mistake. I believe that you are here because God wants to do something great in your life. Can you say, okay, today's the day. Today's the lit. Uh, you know, for the next couple of weeks, um, we're, we, we're going to be on this series called How Not to Burn Out. How Not uh, to burn out. And, and I believe that this series uh, is going to be a transformational one as we open up our hearts and, and, and just believe and receive uh, everything that God wants for us to receive. Um, Beatrice mentioned last week that uh, 89% of Americans are experiencing burnout. Uh, so, so it is important for us to know, okay, how not to burn out. So let's, let's go into it and, and let's have a definition for burnout. What is burnout? Burnout, it is a state of emotional, mental, often physical. Some of you are like, check, check, check. Exhaustion brought by prolonged or repeated stress prolonged or repeated stress. Burnout is when your emotions, your mind and body are exhausted. It is when you are overwhelmed because of long periods of stress. It is the day in, day out. It's not, burnout is not you waking up one day just feeling tired. Burnout is when you are out. Say with me, out. It's when you're out. Have you ever been just out? Have you ever been just, just overwhelmed, frustrated, stressed, that you're just out, burned out, just out of energy, out of focus, out of happiness, out of clarity, out of vision, out of strength? Come on, talk to me, family. Just out. Drained out, tapped out, burned out, just out. But what do you do in your life when, when you're out? How, how do you do it when the fire goes out? I don't know how many of you remember uh, the first dates uh, when you were married or dating. The fire was there, right? It's like, what's up, girl? What's up? You know, just everyone would see like, well, what's happening with you? Just you're, 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 you're glowing. Your eyes are like on fire. Like I'm dating. Like look and pictures all over the place and. And now you're noticing all the, all the little things, right? All the things that annoy you. What do you do in your life when, when the fire goes out? I, I don't know if you remember that first day at work. 
You were burning, and oh, I'm so thankful, and everything is awesome. All the co-workers, they're great. Everyone, my boss is awesome. Everything is incredible. But what happens when the fire goes out? What, what happens with that uh, new car, right? When you got that new car, you were like, oh, thank you. God, God loves me. I just like, I'm so blessed. And you take a selfie in front of your car, like hashtag blessed, you know. And then the car starts to get old. The car payments start getting real. And now it's like, this is a curse, you know. What do you do in life when the fire goes out, the new clothes, church? You remember the first times at church and servings, like just fire. You know, everything's great, but. How do you handle the fire going out? What do you do in your life when you're just out? I love this uh, message in the Bible um, from Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And this is Jesus speaking. And honestly, I encourage you to take this, uh, this, this chapter, these verses, and just throughout your week, they're so beautiful and so great. But this is Jesus speaking here. Jesus saying, hey, are you tired? Come on. Anyone tired in here? You're tired, worn out, burned out on religion. Jesus says, come to me, get away with me, and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. That means there's a fake rest too. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a poem to my soul. Just to experience real rest, to have a, a, a real rest live freely and lightly. If you're tired today, if you're worn out, if you're burned out on religious on religion, Jesus is telling you directly to you, straight up. If you're tired, worn out, Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart and he's just telling you, just come with me. Just come with me. Come with me, walk with me, and I will show you real rest and a free life and a light life. Isn't that beautiful that God is just extending this invitation for you to recover your life, for you experience something beautiful, but what do you do? How can you receive this beautiful promise if you're out? Isn't that what happens? There's so many beautiful promises from God and blessings from God, but we don't receive them. We don't receive them. What is keeping us from receiving all of these things and blessings of the beautiful life that God has for every, every single one of us? And I believe that some of us, we can receive those because we are out. We're just out. We're tired. We're burned out. So, so how do you go from out? To in. How do you go from burn out to burning? I don't know how many of you, by a show of hands, if you can help me uh, this morning. How many of you, by a show of hands, you've run out of, of, of gas? You've run out of, like, just straight up 
empty, middle of the road. Oh my goodness, what is going on with you people? <laughs> Raise it again. Watch out with those people. Okay, watch out. <laughs> run out, run out on empty, just on the road. And as frustrated as you were, as upset as you were when you ran out of gas, as as upset at the world and the politics and the politicians and government and U.S. and every, as, as upset as you were, whose fault was it? My wife. No, it was yours. <laughs> it was your fault. Well, they drove the car before. Well, yeah, but you didn't check. When you run out of gas, it's your fault. It doesn't matter how much you point the finger. It doesn't matter how much you scream at whoever you want to scream. It was your fault. You can't blame anyone. It was your responsibility. And it is the same thing when it comes to our soul. When you run out, it is not your circumstances. It is not your life. It is not your problem. It is not the life that you've had to live. It is not your wife, your boss. It's no one. It's your responsibility. Oh, that, is that too, too upfront? Come on. It's your responsibility to fill up. What do you fill up on when you run out? When you run in your car, you, run, you, you fill it up with gasoline, right? Like that's what it needs to go. Well, I have a, a story of someone that I know, this beautiful woman that I might be married to, um, that one time she ran out of gas. I-10. And I don't know, but in the middle of, of, of moments like that, when you run out, you're frustrated, you're desperate, you, you're going through, you do some wild things when you're desperate, right? So my wife, sorry, this beautiful lady that I won't mention, uh, runs out of gas, and, and, and she turns around and she sees a case of waters. She saw a kiss of waters. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> it's water. It's water. And in the middle of this moment of desperation and frustration, she grabs a bottle of water and puts it in the gas tank. Yeah. <laughs> that was all. Let's pray. You know, <laughs> as, as, as crazy, as ridiculous as this may sound, this is exactly what we do when we run out of gas in our lives. When we run out of empty in our tank, we go and grab something ridiculous to put in. Oh, I'm preaching to you right now, okay? I'm not preaching to your neighbor. I'm preaching to you. When you run out on empty, when you're burnt out, stressed, overwhelmed, you go and grab something that will not produce the explosion and the catalyst that you need to keep on moving. You go and grab water and put it in your tank and it won't move you. It will mess you up. What are you putting in? What are you putting in when you are out? 
The temptation that we face when we are out, the temptation that you and I face is that we go to ridiculous things to put them in to, for us to experience fulfillment or to get out of the situation that we are in. We go and put something that is not beneficial, not healthy, that is not going to help us at all. Come on, is that real? We go and we are tempted to go to the gallon bucket of ice cream to get us out of our pain. We, we, we try to go and grab things to get us out of our mess that won't get us out of our mess. We go to things that we feel are going to get us out of our overwhelmed life, but they don't. In fact, we become more overwhelmed. We, we put things in that puts us out. We, we put in stress, don't we? Let me grab some stress and put it in, and the stress puts you out. Let me put some drama in my life, and it puts you out. Let me just gossip, and you start talking. Maybe if I start talking about people, I'm going to feel better about myself, and it doesn't help. It puts you out. The negativity and criticism that we engage, that we feel it's going to do something, it doesn't. We're putting something in that doesn't help at all. Come on, the things that you start seeing, the things that you start just believing and putting in your mind, heart, and soul, they put you out. Come on, the drinking puts you out. The drugs put you out. The lust puts you out. The sex out of marriage puts you out. The porn puts you out. The comparison puts you out. I can keep on going, but you get the point here. We put things in because we're tempted to just stay in the same cycles by putting things in that won't help. And it's as ridiculous as putting water in your gas tank. You're stressed out financially, and you go and buy things in credit. You are already financially stressed, but I need those shoes, right? You're financially stressed, but the next big thing, the next project, and you always live on the same cycle. You're just putting water in your tank. You feel so lonely and depressed because you're single. You're in a bad situation. And you think that the fix is to get into a relationship. <laughs> How's that going to work out? You, you are going through it. You going into a relationship is not going to fix it. It's not going to fix it. In your marriage, you're going through circumstances in your marriage, and instead of doing the things that will help your marriage and communicate and have intimacy and grow in your relationship, you just put things in your marriage that will keep you out. We allow junk in our minds, hearts, souls, emotions. We just put things in that keep us out. And we stay in these cycles and patterns, right? Because we try. I mean, you, you're a church, right? Like you're trying. You, you want better. You're, you're trying and you go after it. And I need a change in my life. And, and, and you read the books. You listen to the podcast. You go to, you know, therapy. And you're, you're trying. You're trying. You're going. But, but then 
you do all of that, and then Monday comes, and let me get a little bit of water in my tank. Let me put a lot of gasoline in, but just a little bit of water will do it. Let me just, just a little bit. And we have this, like, perception that if I just put five gallons of, of God in my soul, and just, like, a little bit of, just a little bit of sin here, like, I'll be okay. I can compromise a little, just a little bit here, and we think that's going to be a recipe for success, but, but it's not. It's not. It's not a lot of God and oh, just a little bit of this. That's why we stay on these cycles and patterns, on these cycles and patterns. Today, my prayer is that we would break free from those and that we would go from out to in. T today, in other words, you have the option to add the fuel to your emptiness, to your lack of contentment. You, you have the option today to exclusively choose one fuel for your life and for that to be the only thing that sustains you and drives you. The thing that will cause an explosion in your life that will get you to move into the beautiful life that God has for you. Come on, someone say with me, all right, okay. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31 says, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Come on, God's saying, hey, those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Not those who wait on the promotion, not those who wait on the next relationship, not those who wait. No, those who wait on the Lord, on the Lord alone, will renew their strength. You know, there's a difference how we typically fill up than how God fills us up. When we fill up, it is to perform. When we fill up, it is for us to get from point A to point B. I just need this fixed to just continue one more day. We fill up to perform, but the way God fills up, and that's something that we need to change because we've, we believe that God comes and fills us up to perform, but God doesn't come into our lives for us to perform. God fills us up to become. God fills us up to become, to become a new person. He, he wants to give you his presence, not his, not his presence. He gives you presence, but what he wants to give you is his presence so that you can become like him. He wants to give you a new identity. God wants to give you a new identity. When God comes and fills you up is so that you can become a new person. He wants to take you from a worker to being an heir. He, he takes you from a slave to a son. God's method and way of blessing us, it is with his presence to become Today, can I encourage you for you not to fill yourself up with the promises or blessings, but fill yourself up with this relationship, this beautiful relationship that God has for you. Jesus said, come, come to me. Just come to me. Let's walk together. He wants to transform you, not your situation.
But what happens though? What happens? Where's, where's the moment that it stops? Where's the, mo- where's the moment that it, it disconnects? Where, where does this stop, right? And, and I believe it's found in this Galatians chapter 5, verse 17. The sinful nature wants to do evil. Everyone with little kids understands this. <laughs> no one taught your kids how to say no, how to throw a tantrum, how to be explode. Like, no one taught them that. That's our sinful nature. You and I have a sinful nature, and it just wants to do evil. That's what our sinful nature wants to do, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants, and the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Isn't this true? Have you ever felt that battle within you? You want to do what is right and you don't. And then you don't do it, right? You mess up, you explode, you do something and then you just feel so horrible because you knew what was the right thing to do and you didn't do it. And we keep ourselves bound in these cycles, right? And then we pick up and, okay, let's do what the Spirit wants. Let's go to church this Sunday. And we go, and it's this battle that's always fighting within us. And my prayer today, my prayer is that we would allow God to transform us. Not to live in this battle always between evil and good, evil and what the Spirit wants. But that we would allow ourselves to say, God, just transform me. Transform me, a new identity, whatever you want, however you want it, just come and have your way. My prayer through this whole series that we're going to be talking about burnout and the Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just allow to be transformed, to become that you wouldn't confine God into your mind, into your ideas, into your identity, but that we would say, God, have your way. Have your way. That we would fill up with the right kind of fuel that would produce the right kind of fire so that we would live a burning life, a life full of passion, a life full of joy and peace and contentment. The sinful nature always wants to do evil. And I believe that's what keeps us in burnout, stressed, overwhelmed. The spirit, the spirit like this text says, wants to do the opposite. So who is the spirit of God? Who is the spirit of God? Who who is, not what, but who is the Holy Spirit? In order for us to understand this reality of the Spirit of God and God's Holy Spirit, I want to, I want to ask you for two things. Someone say, what, what are those two things? Those two things. Because this whole series, we're going to be talking about this, right? And I want to invite you these two things and ask you for these two things. Number one, put a God lens, okay? What does that mean, right? That, that obviously we're talking about God. And sometimes when it comes to spiritual things and talking about God and God's spirit, we have the tendency to want to reason. We have the tendency to want to understand. And it's okay. God gave us brains for a reason, right? But sometimes we try to reason something that is God. God is mighty. God is powerful. I want to serve a God that I'm going to continue to discover every single day from here till I die. 
I don't want a God that I can say, you know what, I understand everything, I get everything. Like, is that really a powerful, big, broad, supernatural God? You know, when my wife and I, we've been married for 10 years. We're going to be married 10 years this year. And, And every single day, I continue to discover her and to get to know her. And I hear more stories about gasoline and water on tanks and stuff like that. And it gives me a lot of content to preach on, you know, and make intros. A human being, every single day, I am discovering how much more God how much more God that is infinite and powerful. So, so I want to ask you, put, put God lens. We're talking about God. Obviously, there's going to be some things that you're going to be like, what? How? How does that make sense? Have those questions. Bring it up. Let's talk about those. But just know ahead of time, there's some things that are going to be like, how does that work exactly? And that's the faith aspect of things that we get to invite the Holy Spirit and take steps of faith and action. And you see the Holy Spirit moving. But number two, the second thing that I want to invite you as we talk about the Holy Spirit is for you to remove any ideas that you have from your past. Sometimes when we say Holy Spirit, there are some people that have some experiences, some perceptions. You've heard something. You were a part of a church. You, you, you experienced something, and we go back into our reference of those things. Maybe some of you, you have no point of reference, and that's great because you can start fresh and discover new things as we go. But, but if you have points of reference of the Holy Spirit, and that's something that I'm challenging myself because we want to discover God and the the Spirit of God. And God's Spirit is always doing a new thing. It's always doing a new thing. And sometimes we want to get stuck in the past and religion experiences and experiences maybe that we had that were true, but they were for that moment. I just want to ask you, can you open up your mind and understanding to discover new knowledge about who God is? Yeah? Awesome. So the Holy Spirit, He is the third person of God. He's the third person of God. God is three in one. And this is a massive uh, topic, so I'm just giving us a little taste, right, to to start this journey, right? But, But the Holy Spirit, he is three in one. How does that work? That's what I'm saying. That's the God lens, right? God is big and powerful and broad. He's not confined to time, space, and our brains. But he is three in one. Three in one. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. We can see this in John chapter 14, just to give you a couple of little illustrations, right, where where we see this coming uh, into play. But uh, John chapter 14, verse 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all that I have said to you. And you see that here, right? The Holy Spirit, whom the Father is sending in my name, this Jesus speaking, See that here, you see that in Matthew chapter 3, verse 16, as, as Jesus was baptized, he went up to, of the water. At that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son, whom I love, with him I am well pleased. Same thing, you see this come into play. I'm just trying for us to create a deeper understanding of how does this happen? How does this work? This whole three-in-one God. I want to give you another illustration just to help us uh, understand a little bit better. You can put the next slide. Okay. It's just 
just let's let's understand, okay? Some deep, deep theology over here, okay? God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. Let's be more serious. Let's go to the next slide. Water, H2O, it's the same in three different forms. You have solid, you have liquid, you have gas, right? God is three in one. God the Father provides. God the Son saves. God, God the Father provides everything. He spoke the world into existence. He created absolutely everything that we see. God the Son, He saves us. If you are going through some hardships and you need saving and you need a way to have right standing with God in a relationship with God the Father, the Bible says that we can't go to the Father except through the Son. So it is through Jesus that we have a relationship with the Father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the alive. So God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit empowers. He empowers us. He helps us. He is our helper, our advocate. He gives us the power to do life. God the Father is in heaven. God the Son is in heaven. He came to this world, lived, died a horrible death. He came back to life, ascended into heaven. And one day we believe that he will come back here on earth. So right now, they're on heaven and the Spirit of God is. Where, where is the Spirit of God? The Spirit of God now is alive and active, not in a physical place, not in heaven. The Spirit of God lives on the inside of us. Someone say, me? <laughs> God lives on the inside of you. My crazy self? Yes, your crazy self. That's what I say, right? We need to put the God lens on. To understand this is a spiritual thing. This is something spiritual. It takes faith to believe that the Spirit of God lives in you. He is alive on the inside of you. Romans chapter 8 verse 11 says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Every single day. He's on the inside of you. So, how is it that this God lives on the inside of me and I still go through all the crazy that I go through? How is it that the Spirit of God is alive and well and is powerful and empowers me and He is on the inside of me? How is it that this God is in me and I still struggle with everything that I struggle? Don't you wonder that? How is it? And it goes back to Galatians chapter 5, 17. There's two forces. Those are those two forces that are fighting on the inside of you. So today, you, you and I have the ability to make the decision, who am I going to surrender to? Do I surrender to my sinful nature? Do I surrender to my flesh? Or do I surrender to the Spirit of God that is alive on the inside of me? How, what, what do I, what am I going to put in? Am I going to continue putting in things that feed my sinful nature? Or am I going to feed my spirit man so that it is strong, alive, and empowered to lead my life to what? To become. To become. 
Some of us, we want a little bit of Holy Spirit just to get us from this circumstance to the next circumstance. And God is so powerful and mighty that that's not what he intends to do in your life. What he intends to do in your life is to take you from this circumstance to build a new character responsibility for you to become a brand new person so that you can live the life that he wants for you to live. So how, how, and I want to give you some practical thing, one practical thing. How do you receive the Holy Spirit? How do you receive the Holy Spirit, surrender to the Holy Spirit? And I want to give you one practical thing today, okay? One practical thing in how to surrender to the Holy Spirit. And we're going to read Acts chapter 2, verse 38. And this is Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, speaking here. And he says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. There's another verse, another translation that says, uh, that, that it says, repent and be baptized, then you will receive the Holy Spirit. So I want to give you one practical handle, and that is repent. Repent. And, and I don't know what perspective you have of repentance, but, but, but whenever I hear the word repentance, it sounds like this deep, intense word that means like I need to cry and, oh, I repent, I'm so sorry. And you like, you know, it's like this really deep thing. And, but when you go into the, the root of what this word means, it simply means repent means to change one's mind. Repentance means to change one's mind. To change one's mind for better, heartily to a man to make right with abhorrence, repulsion, disgust, and loathing, loathing of one's past sins. So, so what, what Peter is saying here, he's saying, if you want to receive the Holy Spirit, if you want to receive this beautiful, powerful spirit that transforms your life, you need to change your mind. You need to change your mind. You need to change your, your thinking. You need to think differently to change your knowledge, your understanding, the programming that you have. You need to change the way you think. How many of us, we've said at some point, I'm never going to do that again, and we do it again. And I'm never going to do that again, and you did it again. Why? Because we wanted the change, but we didn't want to change our mind behind what we're doing so when God says here repent repent it means I need to take a deep look and evaluate what is it that I am thinking so that I can change what I'm thinking that I can change my mind so that I can be transformed I don't know how many of you have have you ever had an apology from someone I'm so sorry I did this and then they do it again and then they do it again and come on, all married people in the room should be like, yeah, or you should be elbowing your spouse, you know. Like, I am going to change, and they don't do it, and now oh, I'm so sorry, and they do it again. What happens? They're saying sorry for the act. They're not repenting. Repentance is, I am sorry for this. What is it that I think that leads me to do it? What is my thought patterns? What, what, what is in my mind that makes me do this thing? 
And it is to look at that thought, look at your mind, and look with, like this definition says here, to make right with abhorrence, with repulsion, disgusted of one's past sins. Some of us, we don't change because we love what we do. You love that sin. You love that unhealthy behavior. You love those things that keep you in the cycle of burnout. There's a part of you that loves the drinking. There's a part of you that loves the addiction, that loves the lust. There's a part of you that loves all of those unhealthy things. There's a part of you. And this is not so much of a spiritual act. This is much more of a willpower act. That I am making a choice that today I am disgusted by this thing that I always do. This thing has no more room in my life anymore. I am letting go of this sin. This sin disgusts me, what it causes in me, what it has made me thought, what it has made me become. I no longer want this thing in my life. I am disgusted by it. I'm confessing that I am disgusted by it. I am confessing that I, there has no more room in my life. I am done with it. Change my mind. I change my mind. I open up my mind to think differently, to surrender the walls for my thinking, our ideologies, and say, God, come and fill me up. I turn away and I turn to. I turn away from all of these things, all of this past, all of this mess, all of these ideas, all of these things that are so embedded in my thinking. I have confined myself to my thinking. How many times have we said, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to accomplish that. I'm never going to be one of those generous people. I'm never going to be one of those rich people. I'm never going to be one of those people that are happy and joyful. I'm never going to be an exercise salad person. I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to be a faithful man. I'm never going to be a man that is pure and holy. I'm never going to do that. How many times have we spoken things into existence and we have confined ourselves into a thinking and today God wants to come and set us free and say it's time to repent. It's time to say I'm turning away and I'm turning to. I'm doing a complete change in my life and my thinking have your way. What is there that you couldn't do? What is there that you couldn't do if the Spirit of God is alive on the inside of you? What limitations do you have if the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you? You are surrounded today. You are embraced by the love of your heavenly Father. You don't have to live the way that you have lived. God has a new, but it starts with you. It starts with you. God wants to give you a life that he planned for you. What is there that you couldn't do if you have a heavenly Father that is providing for you? What is there that you couldn't do if you have a Savior that wants to take you from whatever situation you have lived and are living? He wants to open up the doors of relationship with Him and with the Father. Come on, Jesus said there, there is nothing that He can do as you just say, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you.
be my Lord, be my Savior. And it all takes you saying with your mouth, believing in your heart, just confessing, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. I need a Savior. I need a Savior today. I'm going to follow you. And you can do that today. You can do that today. What is it that you can, that you couldn't do? If you don't only have God the Father and God the Son, but you have the Spirit of God empowering you to live a life full of the Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that is on the inside of you, that is there with you to walk with you, to transform you. Don't stop the Spirit of God. When God starts to do something in you, don't, don't, don't stop and go, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to change that. Everything you want, God, except that thing. Don't stop God on the inside of you. Allow yourself to become, allow yourself to be full of the right kind of fuel that will produce the right kind of fire that's going to change your life forever. As we close today, I want to ask you to stand with me. If today you are here and you're burned out, you're tired, you're worn out of the cycles of life, of whatever patterns there are that you have been living and have lived, can today be your day of repentance? Can today be the day that you say, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to be transformed. I'm going to be renewed. It is time to look at my sin, at the things that have a hold of me and say, I'm turning away from you and I'm turning to God. Everyone with eyes closed, if that's you, and you're ready for a change, not only circumstantial, but in your life. To be transformed, to become new. If that's you, can you just raise your hands up to heaven as a sign of surrender, as a sign of faith, as an act of faith of saying, God, I am here. I am ready for a change. I'm ready to be transformed. I am ready to become a new person. Today, the old has passed away and the new has come. I'm ready to let go. I'm ready to surrender everything that has a hold of me and I'm surrendering to you. I am putting in the right kind of fuel. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Come and fill me up. Come on, if that's you, can you say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, fill me up. I need you today. I'm more than I need water. I need you. I need the Spirit of the living God that is active and well today. No hesitations, no withholding. If that's you, just receive His empowerment. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're right here that you're strengthening the weak, that you're restoring the brokenhearted. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're coming today with a mighty wind or with a soft whisper, however you want to come. Come and empower every single person that desperately needs you, that needs a renewal of their strength, their mind, God. Have your way, God. Have your way today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the invitation to come and walk with you. That you're going to show us real rest. Real rest, true rest happens in your presence. Thank you for the free life that we have in you. Thank you that we're learning to live freely and lightly. Thank you for what you're doing today. I pray, God, that this word wouldn't stay here, but I pray, Holy Spirit, that this word would be a reminder every day just to go to you first, to fill up on the right thing. 
have your way in our lives. Thank you for the transformation that you're starting today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, thank you, church family. Hey, I pray that, uh, I pray that this is not only a word, but that generally you take this and just in faith, God, I need you to fill me up and start become the persons that God wants for us to become. Love you so much. Have an incredible week. Say hi to someone. Be nice to someone on your way out. Grab some coffee and we'll see you all next week. If you enjoyed today's message, please subscribe, like, and share. It helps more than you know. Also, if you'd like to be a part of the Somos Church giving family, you can do so today by going to somoschurch.cc slash give. Thanks so much for joining us. We're praying for you and we hope you have an amazing day.